Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hi, Jan. So, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about one of the most impactful behavioral models that we've both agreed that we've come across in the last, you know, 18 years. Great. I can hardly wait. (laughs) Well, let's get straight into it. Okay. And I imagine that a lot of people have understood or know this term above the line and below the line. That's right. And we're not just going to have a look at above the line and below the line behaviors. We're also going to broaden it into a mindset, the language, feelings, body, even body language. That's right. And thinking styles. Yeah. So where does this above the line and below the line uh, terminology model come from? So apparently it was uh, first developed by Robert Kiyosaki. And as a lot of people I imagine would know, his notable works are Rich Dad, um, Poor Dad. And our reference came into our line of sight was through Carolyn Taylor and her book, which is absolute classic, Walking the Talk, which is around bringing cultural change into an organisation. Yeah, and she refers to um, above the line and below the line and references uh, Robert Kiyosaki as someone who introduced it to her. So I don't know if he actually developed it or he was the one that introduced it to Carolyn. 20 and, years ago, yeah. I know. And, <laughs> and then we've been, yeah, we've it, been yeah. doing research from it and so there have been a, a number of books that have written about it, mm. um, but we just wanted to reference those that we know. Mm. So we're going to explore what that model is but also how to bring it to life because that's what we want to give to you is so what's that you know what's in it for me Mm. and one of the things that I think about this uh, tool or resource that's so impactful is it's really bringing values to life in such a tangible way and the teams that we've worked with who have used this model it has absolutely galvanized the way in which they operate because it's made it clear tangible and bring brings it to life yeah, so, so let's expand what we mean by above the line and below the line and then people will get a real clear understanding about how they could apply it in their own lives and in their own teams. So imagine you've got a blank piece of paper and that you uh, draw a line through the centre of it, a horizontal line. And so above the line has got aspects of ownership, accountability, responsibility, Yeah, and the line really signifies this line of choice is how do I choose to respond to a situation as opposed to react? And I think that's the the key around responsibility is that your ability to respond to a situation. Hmm. And then below the line are things like denial, excuses, being defensive, blaming, yeah, so so it's all around, you know, you've got the positive energy at the top, which yep. is above the line, and the negative low energy is usually at the bottom, below mm. the line. So let's have a look at how we see these um, you know, like behaviors and feelings and mindsets and above the line and also below the line and give you some examples of how how it 
can actually come about. And the reason why this is so important is because when you have a team or a group of people who are operating more in above the line behaviors, you are going to get more effective outcomes. You are going to be able to do things quicker with less and you're going to be leveraging your strengths. So overall, you're just going to be more effective. Mm-hmm. So and that's the reason why it's so important to actually have this in your toolkit and then use it. That's right. Yeah. And who needs to know this? People leaders. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone, right. everyone. Like even your family. Yeah. You know, like we've used it in with our family. And, again, it's a physical activity where you kind of like draw a, a line on a piece of paper and go, ooh, what's happening? Yeah. You know, and you start to have a conversation. And it is and it is like that drawing the line in the sand. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, okay, so what does it mean to cross that line? And what we're talking about is below the line is like crossing the line. Yeah. And so let's explore it from. So we'll give people some perspective on, you know, what would be a thinking style if it was above the line and below the line, what are some behaviours and and go from there. So why don't we start with some um, thinking styles of um, concepts above the line. So if I was thinking above the line, what sort of um, thinking would, would I be going through in my mind? I would be thinking about... Um, possibilities. Mm. Also, I'd be thinking about how do I accept what's happening to me without blaming someone else? Like, where is my responsibility in this? So I could have a problem and instead of going, oh, you know, as soon as pointing it to someone, okay, so where can I take some ownership or accountability? How did I contribute to this? What could I be doing differently? So that's a real thinking style. And also it's just having a positive attitude. That's right. Michelle, the thinking of, you know, positivity. Positivity. And we love the idea of using curiosity mm. in, in the above-the-line concept of thinking. So it is about, you know, staying curious and where is my role in this situation or this problem that we've identified and how can I make a difference? So it is about you being able to respond effectively to this situation and how can I involve the right people? might be another thing that you could be thinking if you were thinking above the line. Yeah, and if you were thinking above the line, you would be helpful. You would be seeing how you can be of service to someone How can I cooperate? How can I support? How can I add value? Right. And you do that by actually starting with an intention, which Mm. is something that we're going to have a look at. So how do I actually, you know, bring this into into place? So that's the thinking style of above the line. So below the line, as you can imagine, it might be, oh, they're wrong, Uh, It's got to be my way. Oh, look, I need more detail. I don't really trust what they're saying. Mm. And, I you know, this thinking style is you're protecting. Yeah. You're really protecting yourself and being really risk-averse. Yeah, protecting and defending, aren't you? Yeah. That's right. Mm. And even when you're... protecting and defending, you can either be really passive about it Mm. by, you know, keeping low and not... Uh, contributing in team meetings or contributing outside the team meeting. Oh, by the way, this is what I actually think. So that's an example of yeah. that. And the the thinking style could be aggressive though, mm. but also protecting yourself. So instead of defending, you're attacking. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, it's um, really uh, 
trying to avoid criticism, losing control or even avoiding losing control because control of your work or control of power, that mm. kind of thing. Okay, so let's have a look at feelings, above the line and below the line feelings. So like we said before, some of the feelings above the line are things like, yes, being open and curious, compassionate, empowered, and even being enthusiastic. Yeah. How do you know that you're enthusiastic? There is an energy to the body in the system when you're enthusi- when you're enthusiastic. And even though we're kind of saying all these words to you, when you're listening to this podcast, I want you to do a bit of a checklist. When is the last time that I've been curious about something? And then have I actually actioned it? Have mm. I looked it up? Have I Googled it? Have I had a conversation about something that I'm interested in? That's right. When was the last time I was curious about something? or enthusiastic about something that somebody mentioned in the team meeting or at work. Mm. And it's those things that come up in you that go, oh, yes, I'm Mm. interested in that, and then you do it. Mm. This is someone who is acting above the line, yeah? So they're they're actually connecting with their feelings and then taking action, so they're action-oriented. So let's have a look at some of the the below-the-lines feelings and emotions. So we would have maybe frustration, impatience. They'd be suspicious. Suspicious, yeah. So why are you helping me out? Resentful. Urgent. Everything is urgent. Yeah. You know, I need to have it um, tomorrow. Now. Well, that's now. right. That's right. It, it would be fear-based. They'd be tense. Um, yeah, and, and also worry. disconnected. Yeah. And you can, you know when people are disconnected because their thoughts, words, and behaviours are not aligned. Mm. That's when you know that they're disconnected and they're stressed and mm. they're overwhelmed. Yep. They're in overwhelm. So yep. they're those feelings above the line and below the line. And so when we've just been speaking about that, just do a little bit of a checklist for yourself. Mm. In your you know, your state, your body state, have you had more feelings of above the line or below the line? And you'll know because if you've had more feelings of in above the line, you feel good. Yeah, that's right. Your body doesn't lie. Mm. You can feel it at the end of the day. Are you exhausted or are you energized? Are you satisfied or are you dissatisfied? Yeah. So let's have a look at body language, do you think, or our oh, body, the physical? Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the uh, above the line um, feelings that you'd have in your body, for example? So you would be calm mm. and you would have even breaths. Mm. And the even breaths is something that takes awareness and consciousness. So you have to be really conscious because... When we are excited, which is a good thing, sometimes we can be in overwhelm and mm. we anything turned up becomes mm. a, a, a weakness. Yeah, so enthusiastic mm. is probably a nice above-the-line um, feeling there. Now, in terms of the body and uh, how you would be physically above the line, you might be more relaxed in terms of eye contact. It would be steady. And you would actually have eye contact, contact with someone. That's true, true. Yeah, and we were talking about this the other day is that a lot of people say it's important when you're speaking and presenting to actually make eye contact with people and land on people for at least two to three seconds. Mm. What they don't mention is that when someone is talking to you or presenting to you, it's your responsibility as well to make eye contact, contact with, with them. That's right. Yes. And hold their gaze yeah. and match the energy because you will get what you put put out mm. yeah you always get get in what you put out so what are some of the below the line uh bodies languages that you'd have okay holding your breath yeah so that mm. um you know when your shoulders yeah. are tight 
tension in your muscles uh, and when you feel pressure in your head you know shallow breaths when you're um when there's butterflies in the stomach and it's interesting isn't it you know mm. the butterflies in the stomach as opposed to this um and, and it's interesting this calm excitement because mm-hmm. calm excitement is you you're prepared and you're eager whereas butterflies in the stomach is that you're anxious oh you're nervous yeah me. yeah that you're, you're nauseous and nervous and anxious and mm. So, yeah, there's some good descriptors there for you to think about and have a think about, so what are some of the situations that I've been in recently, today, that I'm moving forward in and how would I describe? And think about how do you want to be? What is the body language that you want to have? What are the feelings and what is the mindset? Why don't we actually have a look at language? Okay. Yeah, above the line language, Jen. So above the line language are question so you would yeah. do a lot of what when how questions mm. and notice that we don't say a lot of why questions i think why questions are more for a personal mm. question for ourselves mm. i think when we ask ourselves why that's it's powerful but when we ask someone else why it's judgmental and i know it's it's quite it's a fine line, fine yeah. line yeah but we we want you to be, become masterful mm. at you know self leadership and as well as leading others. Yeah, and uh, you know you can't forget context. Context, you know, sometimes you are going to have to ask the why. But in general, we're talking general generalities in terms of language. Okay, so, so let's just give them an example of that because some people might say, "Why did you do that?" Mm. As opposed to, um, "Tell me your, more." Yeah, that's yeah. right. Or, "What was your thinking mm. that?" caused you to do that or to say that oh that's great jen because that sounds less judgmental yeah, yeah. because when you say why you're it's really you're questioning my judgment mm. so what are some of the other um, I, language statements i statements you, yeah. you're taking responsibility yeah you know so when you did this i felt this mm. or um i would like to say the impact of this on me was so it's a lot of i statements the other thing that we always love is replacing a but with an end that's right and i think we've done a podcast yeah. about that <laughs> and and using inclusive language yeah. like us we ours mm. instead of you and them they yeah. they yeah true, so true. it's a more inclusive language uh, the other thing is that um, very solution oriented language, like you know, what, what would it look like if? So very future. Yeah, what would it language? look like if we? So that's right, yeah, even inclusive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's have a, a quick look at below the line language. So what would we be hearing people saying if they were using below the line language? Yes, but. <laughs> yeah, I know you did that, but. Oh, should. Should's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, must. Yeah. Um, and this absolute language, like, I always come down with a cold in winter. I can never get a parking <laughs> space. It's those kind of, you know, motherhood statements. Yeah. You go, oh, that's a red flag. So mm. just notice when you're using those, um, that language, because what it's telling you is something isn't sitting right with you yeah because your language is the antecedents to your thoughts which is an antecedents to what you actually believe about yourself and the world in general mm. yeah um the other things that we we would do is you know we can't afford to do this right now mm. and you'd be using a lot of no's yeah <laughs> yeah instead of no we can't possibly yeah or, that's or right. this always happens so you know very absolute language too 
So we have given you some examples, and these are examples for, so why do we give people examples? We give people examples so that we can hopefully make this as practical as possible. And what we will do is we will give you a template with all of the phrases and the words that we've used in above the line, behavior, thinking, language, body language, Mm -hmm. and all of those below the line, thinking, mindset, behavior, and body language examples. And then you say, okay, so what do I do with this well what what could a people leader do with this template that we're going to give them okay so what they could do is they could use it as a reflection tool Mm. and so at the end of each day they actually do a little bit of a checklist and physically mark what they have done above the line and Mm. what they have done below the line and see does it balance? Do you have more above the line or below the line um, attitudes, behaviours, mindsets and language yep. or more below the line? And, and it's a great team building activity. So you get your team together and you draw the line and you just write above the line, then below the line, and then you can sort of discuss with the team what would be some examples of above the line thinking or behaviours that we would see people in this team doing if we were ex- exhibiting above the line behaviours, and what would some of the behaviours or statements that we'd be see um, we'd see in this team if it was below the line? So you're in, you would enrol them, you would engage them in that, and then you would produce the document. So you would make it tangible, yeah. And then you would perhaps distribute it to the team so everyone can see it. You'd prominently display it. And then you'd have the conversation. So, okay, how do we make this really real? So I know that on Thursday we agreed to it, but how do we make it so we agree to it Friday and Monday and Tuesday and week after week? So so my, my view on that is that unless you continue to use this as a tool, then it just becomes something that's plastered on the wall that we did once that was a really interesting interesting exercise so unless you can use this in a practical way and that is you know when some when you do see the below the line behavior you are referring to it remember our above the line below the line um i get a sense that that was below the line because you know finger pointing when you said wait and see or it's not my job or we'll wait and see there are some examples yeah. of below the line that we agreed that we wouldn't do. And even acknowledging above the line oh, behaviour because you want to best you get what you, you focus on. So part of that is in your team meetings and in your one-on-one conversations. So how do you think you're tracking? Yeah. How many times do you think you've gone below the line this week? Can mm. I support you with it? So it's actually ingraining it in your conversations, in your team meetings and in your agendas. Mm. And then as a team, the next level is so what happens if we actually go below the line and we're kind of getting more off track around what we want to do? How do we hold each other to account? Yeah, and and some teams call it, you know, how do we call each other on it? Mm, mm. And and I think that's definitely worthwhile a team having a conversation about because definitely. some teams are going to be more open to the idea of being called on it. Mm. And what we always say is just practice, just give this a go, practice calling each other in, uh, in ways like, oh, that was a bit above the line, yeah. Sarah, or below the line, Michael. That's right, because if you want to make anything change, you need to have some accountability. You need to know what you're going to do and make it visible. Mm. The the other thing I just wanted to quickly share, Michelle, is that some of the the below-the-line behaviours are things like um, rudeness, 
not saying hello and ignoring oh, yes. people. And I remember we were in a workshop once and there was someone who never said hello when he walked in. Mm. And some people thought that was really rude and then other people thought, well, that's his business. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, Mr. Social Joe saying hello to everyone. However, when we had a look at the company values, the values of the company w- was something around being um, engaged or encouraging, you know, which is a really core value. And a core value of being engaged is saying hello and not ignoring people. Mm. And so it was kind of how do we then, even though we have differences in the organisation, how do we allow everyone to be who they are in a respectful way? And part of that is, like you said, have the conversation. That's right. And, you know, for, and it may be that some people aren't aware that that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. And some people aren't prepared to change, which is perfectly okay too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, if, if it is something that you think would benefit the team and benefit them, then why not have a gentle conversation around it? Yeah. And the other interesting thing is if you're not willing to change, is that above the line or below the line as well? You know, like where is their flexibility in your mm. style? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I suppose, you know, to, to wrap it up, we really encourage you to use the tool. And for those who are using it as a reflection piece, do it for seven days, right? So seven days, even on Saturday and even on Sunday, at the um, the end of the day, do a checklist and see how much you've actually done above the line and below the line. Okay, so for for example, that might be um, I've got all these words here and you circle the ones that I did see myself or I experienced like, you know, I owned this problem or I sought feedback, I used I statement. So actually try and remember what you actually did mm. and thought. Mm. Absolutely. Right. That's why doing it every day, day. Yeah. will actually put it on your radar. That's right. Yeah, which is really important. And then make it physical and tangible. And that's why we produce all these tools and resources because... So you'll use them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and because we live in a physical world. It's not just our mental world, yeah. you know, thoughts and words and emotions. But then when you want to change, action it. Yeah. Okay, great. High five. Till next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.